Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trek Culture Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom, and we love you very, very much. We are going to kick off straight away this week with a whole bunch of news. For over two centuries, you're listening to the Federation News Network. So, so, Sean, so uh, we both went for it then. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I love it. We shall edit nothing. That is perfect because we both have so much to say. Uh, Tom, hello. How are you? What's the news? What's the scar? What's the scale? There seems to be a few things this week um, that sort of popped out out of nowhere. Like a moment ago, there was nothing. And now there's there's a fair few things. Uh, what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about? I think we have to go with Prodigy first. Yeah. Um, so I have so, written down here Prodigy Plane, which for people who don't know what that means is a very confusing thing to read out. No, I love it. I love it because, yeah, exactly. It's just like, haha, what? But that's why yeah. we're here to explain. <laughs> um, yes, it's been it's been really, really fun. Basically, a group of fans organized a fundraiser to hire a plane to fly a banner over Nickelodeon Studios, Paramount Studios that says save Star Trek Prodigy. I love Trekkies, Tom. Yeah. I love Trekkies. <laughs> That's quite a stunt to pull off and to fund. I mean, we've really got some <laughs> we've got some fancy fans over here. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it, it'll turn out that actually, because uh, as as of recording, uh, our illustrious leader Chris is away on a holiday this week. I bet you he was the pilot. That's where he's actually gone. <laughs> yeah, but I just think it's 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 so it stands out. It's big gestures like that that get people talking and get people noticing. Um, yeah. because again, as of recording, we've still we don't unfortunately know what's happening with season two. We we still don't have a. Yeah, an idea as to where it will be aired or whether it will, for example, just be physical media. All of season one now available for pre-order uh, on Blu-ray. So if you haven't already, please put in your order for that. Just so you know, 
we're not getting a cut out of this or anything like that. We just really like Prodigy and we really think that you should watch Prodigy. That's also, okay. we, need to, we need to negotiate our, our sponsorship deals. We, <laughs> yeah, we need to get that sorted. <laughs> People always think we're shills for every company. I'm like, guys, we wish we were. <laughs> we wish we were getting that Paramount money, but we're not. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like, I have so many plans. If that Paramount money ever comes in, I'm going to completely do up the bathroom. Um, yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, like, we have plans. Alas, it's 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 not quite there yet. Um, this is so super recent. So we are recording this of, uh, so uh, spoiler for time travel, but we are recording this on Friday morning and it just took place uh, from our time, Thursday, like afternoon, evening. So yeah. this was this was just so I'm watching people reacting online because then you people dotted throughout L.A. updating as the plane went around as well. It was just it was so much fun. And of course, the showrunners and the writers and the actors got involved as well. Uh, those who are on, sorry, uh, uh, Twitter, the ones that I was following. So you had Aaron Walkie at the Hagemans. Uh, we had, you know, good friends of ours, Geek Filter, Starfleet Boy, uh, and of course, Bonnie. Uh, who is just wonderful and uh yeah it's just been it's been so much fun so please someone out there be like do you know what would be a good idea i might host this show because it seems like there's a fan fan base and an audience ready to go uh, I, I feel like it's fitting as well having like a plane do it like that's as close to a starship as we can get i suppose <laughs> that people can afford to do this is true this is true. also i saw i saw a funny thing today like if you were stand on the ground and pointing straight up, it's like an hour's drive to space. Sounds like it's like 60 odd yeah. miles straight up. Like if you were in yeah. a car, that could fly vertically. That's gas. When you're in a plane, you're basically, as you say, you're in low altitude spaceship. And that is just probably the most obvious thing in the world for everyone who's hearing me say this right now. But sometimes <laughs> when you just see a number on a page, you're like, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's those those type of things um, I try not to think about because then I think my brain st- stops working. I start short circuiting. I started. This isn't related to anything really, but I was the other day. I was thinking about how you know when you're lying in bed and you start having weird thoughts that keep you up all night. I was thinking about mm-hmm. how every single thing we see in this world, basically to a certain extent, is either made or manipulated by humans, even if it's a field or, or a, a woods. You know, mm-hmm. we're cutting down the grass. We're we're shortening the uh, plant life. Like everything we're doing is everything in this world is vaguely manipulated by us in some way. And I started really freaking out by it. I didn't like the idea that everything I see in this life is is affected by us. Even the sky. You know what's going on with um, clouds is probably there's probably pollution and stuff that affects things and certain climate change things that we've done. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it, 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 li, li, listen, we, we live in the world. Uh, well, no, we don't live in the world of Star Trek, but in work, at least, and in our in our, well, let's be honest, in our twenty four seven lives, we are always thinking of Trek. So it's because we get teased with, can we go to a colony? That'd be cool. Yeah, you know, let, yeah. Let's well, maybe not Mars, not since Picard, but no. you know, maybe <laughs> some of the other. I wouldn't mind going to see Lake Armstrong on the moon. I feel somewhere along the way we lost the track of this, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is the excitement that we have. Uh, speaking of excitement, how excited are you for we have kind of a double whammy coming up in a fortnight, which is both season four of Lower Decks and Star Trek Day. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, we were saying before, like we, the end of August is sort of like a Star Trek lull. There's not really mm. much going on. And then I feel like we're going to get hit by everything at the exact same time. It's going to feel very Star Trek-y again, just in time for Christmas. 
Um, yeah, I, I think, so. well, I mean, you know, if I were a betting man, I'd be like, when would be the best time to release Star Trek merchandise? I know. Yeah. In yeah. the run up to Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek Day, Lower Decks. Is there anything Star Trek Day related that we can expect? Is, or is it just going to be people on Twitter saying, well, hey, it's Star Trek Day? Um, so Paramount released uh, sort of a teaser for what's coming up. So there is. So one thing that is def- definitely happening is there are screenings of Lower Decks happening um now i've seen london are having them i i might i think san diego is having them um and what it is basically just just screenings of lower decks which sounds amazing if you live near one of these cinemas uh yeah. you know waves from ireland uh, <laughs> waves from but, the Midlands. yeah so like that's cool as well like i do like the fact that even if it's just this one thing, something's are happening. Now, there was also uh, a clip where it seems like Jerry O'Connell is going to be hosting a curated event, uh, which I, I may be incorrect, but I don't think is live. I, I don't think they're, they're doing a live event like they did last year, uh, where th- th- they have a scene where it seems like uh, Tony Newsom and Eugene Cordero are going to be watching like their favorite scenes of Star Trek. I am going to assume this was all recorded more than roughly 120 days ago, if you get yeah. where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I just, I'm just curious as to how that might work. So I'm assuming this was all pre-recorded. Um, please let if if you're listening to this and you know, please let us know if we haven't discovered by the release of this episode. I'm not good with that sentence structure, but yeah. it looks like anyway we're going to be getting an event it seems to be an online only event which in a way it certainly suits us who don't live in you know say the the i'm gonna say not the bay area that's san francisco that's where the <laughs> yeah. vessels are um but yeah us us foreigners yeah um yeah which is which is great i mean what what would you like to see at something like that i mean really which is not like realistic something along the lines of a star trek legacy or something like that that's sort of being talked about or teased or something would be amazing i, I guess and this is not even any oh, want. i just think with everything still very much happening at the moment i don't think we're going to get any confirmation of any new shows we might yeah get when i say news on starfleet academy there's kind of there's not really much we can get because obviously there's writers aren't working and the actors aren't working so uh but i mean look there is an entire back backlog of uh of trek 60 years of it in fact to uh to work through i would love to see i don't m- my quiet little hope was we might get some news on prodigy yeah. that, that would be lovely there was a there was a promotional poster released for um star trek day that had a couple of it had a couple of pretty obvious omissions uh one being yeah. prodigy the other being enterprise which i was quite surprised about i mean surprised about any of it missing really did you yeah. see the um the thing that the guy i can't i can't remember his name but the guy from enterprise posted on it, on i did see time. that yeah <laughs> dominic keating yeah just yeah. just a great big picture of malcolm reed and <laughs> yeah. it's like they're fixed it it's like brilliant um <laughs> and and that is and like to to really look at the the positive of that is i just love you know how much a lot of the actors uh are are very much they're fans as well you know yeah uh, and we're seeing that more and more and more. Like this is the wonderful thing about social media, of course, social media being a double-edged sword. But this is definitely one of the positive sides is that you get to see people really engaging. Um, and yeah, so uh, 
I, I don't really know what else is coming. So we know if there's screenings, we have this curated event. Um, I, you know, we we suspect it'll be light on news. Uh, so as always, when it comes to Star Trek Day, if and when news comes out, we will, of course, we will be releasing it on the channel, um, which I'm going to use as a segue in a moment. But just to finish that point, uh, we'll use uh, we'll release anything that comes out just so we'll keep you guys up to date, uh, you folks up to date as quickly as possible. Now, sorry, here's my little segue into what's happening on Trek Culture. <laughs> <laughs> We want we wanted to do just a really a really quick thing because um in between things like the ups and downs obviously we've got ups and downs for Star Trek Lower Decks is coming picking up again on the seventh of September seven of nine if you will <laughs> if you live in America yeah. um and so people often wonder like what's coming in the meantime obviously we have our lists going out all the time uh, I feel like I've got brain fog this morning because I've written like four or five lists this week. Um, and I love doing them. That's not a complaint by any means, but sometimes you get yourself like, you know, kind of like, wait, is this an entry for that list or for that list? Yeah. Uh, you, you must get on editing a lot as well. I do. Uh, the, Chris will be like, oh, this video is going out. And I was like, what video? Like, did I do that video? I thought I edited this video. It gets very confusing, especially if you're editing like three videos for the same presenter. It gets, uh, honestly, once it's done, it's out of my brain. And Chris would be like, "Oh, you need to you need to look at this thing and change this thing." And I was like, well, "I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's completely left me." <laughs> it's, it's like, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, "Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah." It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so we are we, we have a poll running at the moment. Um, I'm gonna so bo- uh, kind of boring but hopefully interesting talk. Uh, interesting uh, comparison so we've been getting a lot of requests for things like uh legacy ups and downs and i just want to address that really quickly just so you can see where we are with that as well is that the will is there we we want to do it um of course we do because any and all star trek uh we have done a couple of trials before uh that haven't really been massively successful and you know we judge success it's not simply by views it's by engagement as well. Um, and so if if we ever seem hesitant to something like that, it's like we want to bring you the content that you, I, I, I guess, you know, as many of you as possible will enjoy. Uh, so please don't think that we're we're against doing anything like that. So we see the requests. Uh, there's currently a poll running as to, you know, may, maybe if we were to that, what kind, you know, should we do two-parters? Should we do silly episodes? Should we do the, like, absolutely, like, the, the In the Pale Moonlights uh, of the of the franchise as well? Which, which honestly, and I'm going to put my two cents in here. Um, I personally would rather do Threshold. I'd love to yeah. do, like, things like that because we can have a bit of fun with it, first. But... <clears throat> I will go with whatever the majority would like. If we end up doing it, there is boring YouTube algorithm reasons. Um, sometimes we say that as as shorthand. What that, Tom? Do you want to take what that means exactly? Because you would know better than I would. Yeah. Well, basically, you know, I think what people got to remember is that Trek culture is part of what culture, right? So there's certain guidelines and things we have to follow, like other channels of part of what culture. Trek culture tries to make its own path and do its own thing and we really tried to make it as as uh as personalized to us as possible um but there are some things 
on Trek on Star Trek on YouTube, sorry, that do better than others. There's certain phrases, certain certain words, certain topics that will just get the clicks. Um, I mean, hence clickbait. That's how YouTube has worked for a long time. So, but we do try also to keep it to something that we like and that we think is respectful. But at the same time, you know, we have to make money or the channel can't keep going. <laughs> it sucks. It's capitalism. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. And then again, just to, again, to really talk about this, um, you have rent to pay. I have rent to pay. And look, I know it's boring. It's it's boring and it's a silly reason. However, we've got to, we've got to hit a certain line. Uh, so it's not about like, uh, for example, there was, um, the, the best example is halfway through the first block of Star Trek Prodigy episodes, we had to stop doing the ups and downs. It's because people weren't watching them. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's it's. I hate to say it, 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 and things have got so much better since they have. You know, there was there's so many reasons to go into it, but we see you. We definitely want to do things like ups and downs for legacy episodes. We we need you to show up for us, and if you do that, the the content will keep coming. There will always be content coming. We have some fun ideas as well that we're going to trial. Um, I can't go too much into detail because we're still working out some some bits and bobs with them. Yeah. But there's really fun, exciting things coming. But we should say um, on that, I just want to add, it's stuff we've sort of tried before, and they did quite well. So there's there's some stuff that we have tried that was like a a new sort of thing we were we were putting out there, and people responded well to it. So uh, we're going to try and do more, which shows. Hey, if you respond well to it and the numbers do well and the the interaction does well, of course we're gonna we're gonna keep going. And that's the stuff we like doing the most as well. Like this is the stuff we have fun with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What are you working on any videos at the moment, Tom? Yeah, I think I could probably talk about this. I'm. Well, I mean, one of the things that's sort of vaguely going in the background is just what we talked about, which you can't really say, um, but which is always annoying when you talk about that. Cause I try not to be like, you know, on Twitter and people are just saying working on something. I try not yeah. to do that as much as possible because it's just nothing. Um, but I'm currently editing a dumbest things. We've done the dumbest things about um, the motion picture, the wrath of Khan and search mm. for Spock. Um, so I'm, if you can figure that out, you can probably guess which one I'm editing next. Well, uh, <laughs> But um, those are always fun. Uh, when I when I sort of first joined Trek Culture, I was editing the um, Twenty Things You Didn't Know, mm. which I think you took over as the uh, presenter. Yes, and then I took over as the editor for it. So that was quite. Those are always nice because they're co- they're more of like documentary style kind of thing um, rather than your usual lists. Like I get I get to do a lot of animations and photos and things like that. So it's it's more the stuff that I think us as a channel does the best at when we when we can really be like put like our whole you know love and passion into into presenting something to people um and this is kind of i see this as like the the offshoot the spin-off from that where it's the dumbest things and and we get a lot of people getting annoyed saying we're nitpicking and i just want to tell them yes that is the point of them. <laughs> if you don't want to see that then don't watch it but that is what we're doing um it is just to have a bit of fun because it's like Hey, we've just we've done so many videos about how much we love these films. Here's some things that don't quite add up. That's the point of them. So um, yeah, it, 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 again, it's a lot of fun. I get to do some animation stuff for it. So hopefully, you guys will get to enjoy that soon. Brilliant. I have to say, I I do enjoy them um, as well because I think people know this about 
Trek culture as well, but we do this with love. You know, we yeah. do this for we do this for the fun of it. Like when we say, uh, you know, the dumbest things, we we're doing it laughing. Yeah. Um, and that is yeah. So um, that's not me just covering both of our heinies there. That's just <laughs> like that's that's legit because there will be times where you know I'll write a list and in it I will say, ah, listen, maybe something wasn't perfect, and the next thing I get a horse's head delivered to my house. Yeah, um, and. Uh, you know, thanks. Weird uh, table setting, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but it is it, it is sometimes it's good fun, and I'm trying. I'm actually trying to lean a bit more into the silly side of things as well in some of the uh, lists that I'm writing. So uh, if that is something that you all hate, let me know, and that is grand. It's great. Um, but yeah, because when we love, we love. When we find silly, we find silly. And what we try and do is we just have a good time the whole time. When I when I joined as like a presenter and stuff. Chris very quickly realized that like me talking about things I liked doesn't sound right where me think me making fun of things is perfect because I'm just sort of inclined to sort of be that way. So it's just um it's just finding like an angle of, of doing that. Like I wouldn't enjoy making fun of things that I didn't like. That would just mm. sort of be boring. And also I feel like this is just gonna me start shouting at our audience, but we sometimes <laughs> get these comments where it's people being like, you guys realize this isn't real. And I'm like, duh, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so frustrating. I'm like, yeah, we're we're having fun. We're discussing things that we know aren't real, but we're just exploring the lore and the behind the scenes and everything. Like, if if that was the case, then every video would just be like this certain topic, but it doesn't exist. So who cares? Number ten, this certain topic, but it doesn't exist. So who cares? Like, I don't know. It just frustrates me. We 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 have our fun. We we it's <laughs> it's it's good times. It's good yeah. times. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought this would be a perfect chance to... Look at some documentaries because Star Trek has loads of documentaries. Uh, I was interested in what ones you'd recommend, Sean, and if you have sort of a top three that people might want to check out. I actually do, and um, it's 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 an easy top three as well, right? So, uh, so number three, I'm going to go with. It's a bit of an oldie, but it's fantastic. It's Trekkies. Uh, it's a documentary came out during the '90s, and it is. 
it got a bit of flack, right, as the years went by, because it, it sort of showed us a little bit warts and all, because this was at a time when people walking around in cosplay to the shop was much more out there than it is now. And I say this, like, I, I will frequently go to the shop in a Star Trek top. Yeah. Like I have like, uh, I know this is not a video podcast, but Tom can attest. I'm holding up a Stranger <laughs> yeah. World security top. I did not move from my chair to pick this thing up. Right. <laughs> and and it shows things like that. And there was but it also it showed the community of Star Trek. That's what it is. It is purely it is about the fans. That's what this documentary is about. Uh, it was made at a time, you know, DeForest Kelly records a bit for it. Uh, James Doohan. It was it was lovely that it was able to. You know, like, you know, we got stories from some of the classic actors. Uh, one of uh, DeForest Kelly's story. Uh, if you've seen it, I'm just going to say photograph. And some people will know what that means. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend you watch it. It is both funny. It's a tiny bit uncomfortable at points, um, as any behind the scenes look at a fandom can be. Um, and it is, in my opinion, it's a really heartwarming documentary they released a sequel then a few years later where they both sort of addressed what you know some of the criticisms had been you know kind of were you were you kind of making fun of people which i don't think they were but at the same time i can see why people thought that the first documentary was maybe poking fun a little bit um so there is a sequel so i i, I recommend both so that would be my number three is trackies right number two is what we left behind, which is the Deep Space Nine documentary that released back in 2019 for the 20th anniversary of What You Leave Behind, which is just horrific saying that out loud because I remember vividly watching What You Leave Behind <laughs> yeah. as it aired. Um, I'm a, I'm old, Tom. I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like I remember Star Trek Generations in 1994. Um, yeah, that's mad. I wasn't even born yet. Um, <laughs> so. Hey, you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah. I forget that you and Ellie are children. I know. Yeah. It's because I'm a withered, haggard old man trapped in a young man's body. Maybe you're just ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what but what we left behind is so this was the crowdfunded documentary that was a bit of a labor of love. And it is, it's gorgeous because it's to date, not including that one scene from birthright on the remastered next generation blu-rays but we get our hd 4k ds9 footage because bafflingly okay financially uh the decision still hasn't been made to remaster deep space nine please please paramount if ever if ever anyone was looking for some oh i don't know goodwill from the fans that <laughs> yeah. would seem like a, you know that and voyager would seem like a pretty good anyway right i, I massively digress this is a documentary that it's it's a little less warts and all than perhaps I would like. Uh, not that I'm not looking for the dirt behind it, because but what it what it does is you know everyone is the best of friends, which I do believe is true. But is there there like sometimes you do like to hear about the times when like you know oh you know we were just like it was a long day and someone flowed yeah. their line and this was. I don't want an entire documentary of that. But we, we know, like, famously with every sort of Star Trek series, there is drama behind so much of it. Of course. That, uh, the famously, have, we have talked about it a lot of times, so I guess it's surprising if it's not so brought up in that documentary. A little bit. They do touch on, 
I suppose the, the drama is the best word there of what happened with Terry Farrell and Jadzia Dax. Um, and unfortunately, and they've they've addressed this since there has been a, there was a couple of people who didn't get to be included in the documentary purely because of runtime. Uh, the late great Louise Fletcher, unfortunately, is one of them. Um, and Avery Brooks elected not to come back for the documentary, but there is interviews with Avery Brooks in the documentary as well. It's not like you won't see him. Right. Um, because uh, he's, sort of, he's sort of done with Star Trek, right? As, as it, that is that is my understanding of it. His, his, his quote was like, he said everything that he needs to say. Um, and I, I respect him for that. I really do. Because there is... Like you know, from day one, like you were interviewing Avery Brooks from day one, you weren't getting the company line. You were never getting the company <laughs> yeah. line from Avery Brooks. I would, I would tell you right now, if you ever want honest interviews, go watch an interview with Avery Brooks. Um, but it's good. Now, I sound like why is this your number two? And you've said what it doesn't have. What it does have is beautiful moments between the Deep Space Nine cast. This, of course, was filmed as well when Rene Aubergenois and Aaron Eisenberg were still with us. So they are both included and it's stunning. There's this funny, there's a funny thread of each of the actors reading like hate mail from when Deep Space Nine was being released. And it's so funny when you hear these things now, now that, you know, because it's gone through its renaissance and, you know, everyone sees it as the fantastic show that it was. Um, it's so funny when you read these things like, this is, this is so like, wow. It's almost like, people had this knee-jerk reaction to a new <laughs> take on a classic franchise yeah. that, you know, kind of like was, wow, but, and it was the only time as well that it ever happened. Um, you know, there was, none of the other series ever got any kind of pushback at all <laughs> for any reason. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And of course, uh, Iris Stephen Bear, Ronald D. Moore, Robert Hewitt Wolf, uh, all, all of these contributors, and of course, many more um, are interviewed for it. Now, one thing I'm really looking forward to off the back of this as well is to the journey, which is the Voyager version of this documentary, which as of recording is still very much in production. These things take a lot of time because I say they're all crowdfunded. Um, it is an excellent documentary. If you're a DS9 fan, if you're a Star Trek fan in general, um, it is it is well, well worth watching. So that is my number two. My number one, hands down, Chaos on the Bridge. So Chaos on the Bridge is it, William Shatner hosts this documentary that is a, the story of the early years going into, I think we we touch on season three, but particularly seasons one and two of Star Trek The Next Generation. And folks, if you think it was incredible that with what went on with Discovery behind the scenes and Discovery made it to air, the fact that Next Generation made it to a second season yeah is like that is a victory right there it's mad how like you watch the show and obviously there's obvious things of like characters leaving and and uh certain things changing throughout the first sort of two seasons but you wouldn't expect the sort of madness that was going on behind it the fact that it just could have easily just ended like that easily um and like the the well ward so there's uh this one is, I think it's 2014, this was done. Um, so there is, there's well-worn topics like Patrick Stewart thought that everyone was having too much fun. You know, he lived out of a suitcase for the, like that stuff has been covered before and it's touched on here, but it's not like the main bit. There is an interview with Diana Muldaur, who doesn't give an awful lot of interviews. So that's very, yeah. very fascinating. Gates McFadden, 
uh, is interviewed. So is Morris Hurley, who was the showrunner for season two, the year that didn't have Gates McFadden, but two <laughs> yeah. and two together there. Um, and there is a lot of, it, it sounds like it was just, well, to use the word, chaos for the first couple of years. Of course, this was at a time Gene Roddenberry very much still involved in Star Trek. He was very much involved in putting together the next generation. Um, we have interviews with some of, you know, some of the people on the executive side as well, which is quite interesting because, you know, it, it's really easy sometimes to write off the producers and the executives as part of the network because, you know, oh, sure, what influence do they have? And, you know, what, you know, what all they did was sign the checks. And yes, in some cases, that's true. And in other cases, it's, it's so, so, some of the back and forth is so, so fascinating. Um, it's funny because even now, I mean, this was like nearly 10 years old. I'm still like, I don't want to give too many spoilers because it's so good what is revealed in this documentary. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it to everyone. Um, you will, sorry, you'll find all of these online. They're all available. If if it's not on Amazon, it'll be on one of the other uh, providers. But yeah, Chaos on the Bridge, because it's fun and because of the amount of times I sat there going, what the actual expletive. It's crazy because I've, I've actually never watched any of these documentaries fully, but just from our work here, I've had to, edit loads of clips in from very from all of them i think into various um videos we've done so and every time i've done that i've always had to go oh i need to stop watching this and uh actually do my work because every one of them is is really fascinating and especially the more into star trek you get the more like you'll get out of them the trekkies one i find personally interesting as well because so i started my knowledge of star trek sort of started with trekkies like seeing them in simpsons and seeing that people spoke klingon and actors showing up in various shows and stuff and that's sort of how i knew about star trek and watching like galaxy quest i think i watched galaxy quest before i watched any other star trek any nice. star trek thing so like how i thought of those shows came from the sort of fandom side of things um so i think that's really interesting to because to me that's like half of what star trek is is the fans of it I, I for sure. I mean, again, I know this is going to be like, oh, they're they're, they're going to talk about the letter writing campaign, aren't they? And yes, I am. The Star Trek was a show saved by fans. Uh, B. Joe and John Trimble. B. Joe's birthday was actually just the other day. So sorry, a belated happy birthday to B. Joe Trimble. Um, there uh, was her birthday there the other week. Um, started a letter writing campaign back in the late 1960s where, you know, there, there's people today be like, well, so they fired a few emails. No, they they got the pen, they got the paper, yeah. they got the envelope, they went to the post office, you know, and anyway. Right. So this was saved by fan engagement. So it's the fans that have kept Star Trek going for as long as it has. Uh, I just want to quickly say, because I came into my head when you were talking about those, my own little recommendation for people would be the podcast, the video podcast Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. He's had Jonathan Frakes, He's had Brent Spiner and he's had Gates McFadden. Um, and they all talk, and possibly some other Star Trek people as well. I'm not quite sure, but he's... he's Pretty sure uh, Will Wheaton as well. Yes, Will Wheaton, yeah, yeah. And they all talk very in-depth about um, their life on Star Trek, and and especially the Jonathan Frakes one, because he's such like a charismatic guy. He's just so like open about everything, and it's super interesting. So I, I recommend those as well for people who want sort of an hour of something in the background to listen to. Right. Um, obviously, we have such wonderful, wonderful voices, but shall we head to a section where we hear from 
the voices of the fans. Yeah, so here we are. We have a bunch of questions this week um, from our fans of the channel uh, or the podcast uh, using the hashtag AskTrekCulture. Um, remember, guys, send your questions whenever you want. If you think of something randomly, send it to us on Twitter with hashtag AskTrekCulture, and I may get around to it at some point on the podcast. At LegoBrick, where would you guide a relative noob into onto next after initially dipping toe in with the Kelvin movies, which I thought was interesting. Starting with the Kelvin, there's probably a lot of people that start with the Kelvin movies. Mm. Um, then enjoying the comedy of Lower Decks, and finally, absolutely loving Strange New Worlds. Where would we guide this person next? Um, Prodigy, Prodigy yeah. would be a good a good one to go with. Um, obviously, like I'm obviously I'm supposed to say Next Generation. Um, hey, yeah, and th- and there's a very good argument for Next Generation as well, but. Um, I think if if we're keeping it, well, maybe we don't need to, but Prodigy anyway. Um, I suppose maybe Enterprise would be a good one to go with after that because it has obviously one of the criticisms of Enterprise is they tried to do TNG again, and to a degree they did, mm-hmm. but also you've gone all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's true. So I, I I might say that so Prodigy. And enterprise. I maybe, and this is going to sound strange coming from me, but from what he specifically talked about, he might enjoy Discovery next, um, mm-hmm. because you know you've got your Kelvin, you've got your Strange New Worlds. It's sort of all that kind of not just timeline, but like how it's actually presented. I think he might get a kick out of some of Discovery. But yeah, obviously, I would also say like TNG is always a great place to go to. But I would recommend for anyone who's going to TNG not to watch it just from beginning to end, like go in, find what people's favorite episodes are, see what interests you and just dip in there, you know, watch a few episodes from season two, uh, watch a bunch from season three. And then if you're getting into it, then go from the beginning. Cause um, I would never go. Yeah. What you need to watch is the uh, first episode of TNG because you really, really like it. Uh, Cause that's not the case. This is from, <laughs> I forgot when I copied this over, I laughed. Um, <laughs> this is from at Captain Pork Pie. <laughs> what a great name. Which for any of the Americans or, or people from other countries, if you don't know, uh, famously, and I actually live close to it, uh, in, in the UK we have something called a pork pie, which can be lard, but usually it's like a small pastry of like some pork in it some vague pork and then there's like a little jelly circle and then the pastry and where pork pies come from in the UK about doxing myself. I'm not too far away. So I get some good pork pies where I live. Uh, But this is from the captain of them. Given the slight change in designation in Star Trek Picard, do you still call the original enterprise post TOS a refit or a constitution Two? personally, I prefer to call it the refit but would like to hear your thoughts and why this was like a question for sean um the refit um and like i'm fine and it being the titan um enterprise being a constitution three or a neo constitution absolutely fine with me because because of the way that you know the original connie is described as it is the constitution class refitted whereas the neo constitution is a new type of ship that is built from basically the bones of the Luna class. So that would be my answer to that one. 
Um, totally fine with, I love Neo Constitution, fine with that. Uh, Constitution 3. But yeah, for me, it goes Constitution, Constitution class refit, and then Neo Constitution class Constitution 3. This is from at Prof Tateb. Not quite sure. Um, just assume if I read your name, I will get it wrong. Arstrek culture, hashtag Arstrek culture, in reference to the Andy Robertson news last week's pod at time of writing, uh, which might have even been the one before. I'm not quite sure. Time is escaping me. Uh, what is the opinion of the Czech novels amongst the hosts and guests? I found the Una McCormack novels to be worth their time in recent years. Cheers and thanks for everything. I thought that was a good time to ask you about your thoughts on the novels. Um, there, I, I now my full disclosure is I haven't read nearly as much of them as I would like to. Um, so this is going to sound like such a politician answer, but the ones I've read have been really good. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but one thing I have really enjoyed is through the lists and through this expanded universe, and thanks to you know obviously online directories like Memory Alpha, things like that, I have got to read some of the stories that have come out of the expanded universe, and I. Flipping love it because it adds so much depth to each of the characters. To get specific on them, um, they, they weren't the first novels I read, but the Destiny trilogy um, by David Mack, like they really, really, like they gripped me. I think I read all three in a week. Um, and I am a slow reader. So just take that as a, that is, that is a, from me, I consider that a good recommendation. Like, you'll just fly through them. Um, I've read some of the Typhon Pact, really enjoyed it. Um, yep, yeah, Una McCormick is fantastic. Last Best Hope, for me, is essential reading before you go into season one of Star Trek Picard um, because it it fills in everything you need to know going into Star Trek Picard. Um, and also gives you a little bit of idea to some plot lines in season three of Picard, which I shall not expand on. You must read the book. Um, and then, of course, you had the now the the name of the trilogy escapes me, which is really embarrassing because I've spoken to each of the authors who wrote them. <laughs> but Coda, Coda. There we go. Sorry. Um, which wrapped up the, the the then existing literary universe to sort of make room for the on screen universe was going in a big diff, uh, different direction. Uh, and again, tremendous. My long answer to that is love the ones I've read. Haven't read nearly enough of them. Um, do want to read more um, for the love of God. Get the audiobooks of <laughs> A Stitch in Time and the autobiography of Catherine Janeway, uh, which are read by Andy Robinson and Kate Mulgrew, uh, respectively. That actually gave me an idea. I know that We've had Jessie on before, and she's a mm -hmm. huge fan of the novel. She's got a huge collection from what I remember. Um, next time she's on, let's ask her her top three that she'd recommend for people. Perfect. Yep, I think that's a great idea. Uh, and also, <laughs> uh, I just remembered Ellie recently, who we were going through her journey with Voyager, because you said Jane Ray, it made me think of Ellie. Um, of course. Yeah, she recently told us that she's both watching Discovery and DS9 at the same time. Uh, she doesn't make it easy on herself, does <laughs> That's <Ellie>. insane. <laughs> I don't know why you'd do that. Uh, but do you know what? This is fantastic. Ellie's one of those great examples here on the channel of someone who, who might not have necessarily grown up with Star Trek and yet has taken to it like a duck to water. Yeah. Um, and that is, obviously, it's massively fun for 
us to see because you know we're nerds thank you everyone so much for your questions uh, as always keep them coming hashtag ask culture will bring it straight through to us make sure you put that up on your social medias uh, speaking of, uh, you can find Trek Culture on Twitter at Trek Culture. You can find us on Instagram at Trek Culture YT. Of course, we are on YouTube as well. Odds are potentially that's where you found us. And we thank you very much for it. Uh, you'll find this podcast on the podcast catcher of your choice. Thank you very much, podcast catchers. Tom, where do we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, either at, at Tom C. Finn or Tom Robertsfin or TC Robertsfin, something along those lines. As long as you see my beardy face, you'll know it's me. Yeah, I also want to say, you know, this is a little different than what we normally do, guys. It's just me and Sean this week. Um, it's, as I said before, we're in like a, a, a quiet Star Trek time before it ramps up again. So we thought, let's just do the, uh, the two podcast boys. And, uh, if you guys enjoy it, it's just me and Sean. Let us know. Um, if you hate listening to us talking and you're here just for the guests, also let us know. We're always wanting to know what you guys think. Thank you so much, everyone. You are awesome. You catch me at Sean Ferrick on the various socials as well. Look after yourselves. So we're talking to you again. Live long and prosper. And sure, listen. Hashtag save Star Trek Prodigy while you're at it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.